Star Wars Sessions. Extra! Hello there. Welcome to Star Wars Sessions Extra. Come for the Star Wars, stay for the sessions, hang about for the extra. It's where the real spice happens. And speaking of spice, this episode I am joined by an extremely, extremely spicy guest who I'm very, very pleased to have the opportunity to speak with. Uh, you may, if you've been checking out any Mandalorian recaps, other than our own, of course, on YouTube, you may have come across this particular channel. If not, you're going to want to by the end of this. But I am joined by the wonderful Ahsoka Tano fan all the way from Canada. Thank you so much for coming on tonight and joining. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. ATF, so I'm going to, I'm going to call it ATF from now on. So if anyone wonders, Ahsoka Tano fan drops um well i'll let i'll let you um tell them what you obviously i i know you as a youtuber but for all of everyone out there listening i mean what is it you do on youtube and what is it what content you're putting out yeah so um so earlier this year in uh spring i just started making um reaction and review videos that were star wars related um i started initially with the clone wars which came to a close this past uh sorry earlier this year so I was kind of reviewing that um, and introducing a little bit of cosplay as well and just sort of having fun with it. And then um, as the year went on, I just started reviewing The Mandalorian as well. And so far, the reaction has been um, really good and a lot of fun. So, yeah, I'm kind of just having fun with it and seeing where it goes. And then now it's brought me on to your show. So, <laughs> yeah, so and it's, it's only downhill from here, obviously. So, um, <laughs> yeah, well, there's going to be Mando talk. But the first thing I've got to ask, Ahsoka Tano fan, do you have a favorite character in Star Wars? Um, well, I mean, <laughs> besides Ahsoka, <laughs> in addition to her, uh, probably that's a tough one. Uh, hmm. You know, it it probably have to be Anakin slash Darth Vader. Ahsoka's mark, one of the one of the best, as Ahsoka said in the last episode. But okay, I do get. We're going to get into that because look, we're talking uh, with an Ahsoka mega fan. And up top, for listeners of the show, you are fully aware. Like pre Mando uh, episode appearance, I thought the character was fine. You know, I was I thought Ahsoka was okay. I thought she was fine. You know, pretty cool. Then the Mando comes out, and I'm like, okay, right, this changes everything because. What they managed to encapsulate for, for me in that episode, obviously Rosario Dawson crushed it. The look was great, the mannerisms, her, the way she portrayed the character, and the kind of like the, the new nuances, like the way she was just tearing people apart at the beginning, really kind of yeah. made me think. Okay, I get the hype now. I'm in. I'm in in the hype now. So um, I'm hoping you can also school me a bit more on Ahsoka. But why? Why Ahsoka then? Obviously, Ahsoka Tano fan is your handle. What, what, why? You know, why Ahsoka? What is it about her? You know, um, it started back in, um, I think it was late 2008. So initially I wasn't watching the Clone Wars. It was actually my dad that got me into it because um, sometimes we watch shows together. And he said, you know, there's this new character I think that you're going to like. She's Anakin Skywalker's Padawan. And I think when I first got introduced to her, um, the fact that she was just this young um, Jedi front and center like that, I kind of felt like I could relate to her a lot and we're the same age. And so I really was curious, you know, to follow her character to see what she was about. And I think what I really like about her is she's not necessarily just a strong female character, but rather 
she's written in a way that she's written as a strong character who happens to be female. And I think there's a difference because sometimes you see in other TV shows, um, you have female characters that are strong, but they're kind of, sometimes it comes across as almost forced, you might say. But with Ahsoka, she was just naturally um, very cool, you know, um, very badass. And, you know, and her gender is never even really brought up. And I think that kind of made her character even more intriguing to me. So she essentially kind of brought me right into that series and right back into Star Wars again. So. Yeah, I think that's what I really liked about her. Well, it's been, what, 12 years now, a big fan of. And that's a boss point, to be fair, as well, that in terms of because we here on the sessions and all of our listeners, I certainly hope, we're all four, you know, strong female characters. And like, we want we want this kind of diversity in our Star Wars. But like you say about Ahsoka, it, doesn't never, it never really seems to be that. It just seems to be, you know, people love her because she's just a great character. And the arc that she's had which I know we're going to mention, like from the Clone Wars movie to the last week in the week before, sorry, in, in Mando, the arc is what people know and remember now. It's not, okay, well, like you say, she just happens to be a really cool female character. No, she's just a great character. She's female. Mm-hmm. So you're bang on with your analogy there. And um, so when she, cause when she started in the Clone Wars movie, that's when there was a lot of people saying, oh, what on earth is this character all about? Yeah. You don't get that as much anymore. I mean, as a as a fan from day one, have you seen like a shift in people's, certainly recently, in people's like perception towards the character? Yes, definitely. Um, because actually, like as a side note, um, I, I have a second YouTube channel. Right now it's called Miss March. Um, but initially that YouTube channel was actually called Ahsoka Tano Fan um, back early on then. And sometimes... I would leave comments places and people would, would say like negative things when they saw the character name. Cause mm-hmm. I thought a lot of people um, back then didn't really like her. I think they didn't really like the idea of Anakin having a Padawan and maybe they found her kind of annoying sometimes, but I think ultimately, you know, for sure the fact that people were able to see her grow over the course of the Clone Wars and rebels, you know, now into the Mandalorian, they basically had to appreciate the growth because she is, a totally different character now than she was back then. And that's true character development. And I think that's ultimately what allowed people to love her now. So for sure, I think more people love her now than, um, than back then. Talking about, talking about Star Wars fans having an opinion. I don't know whatever you mean, certainly a negative one, but it's no, it's good to see the, the turnaround. And I am one of them. I was never negative on the character. I just wasn't always my favorite, but the Clone Wars, obviously Rebels helped an awful lot for me because the, the way she was introduced in Rebels, like the, what she did was just boss. I mean, they re- and obviously we know how much, how Dave Filoni, Filoni sorry, um, holds his character up to high esteems. And then obviously the, she appeared via voice in The Rise of Skywalker, which kind of solidified her within the wider canon. Yeah. And the Clone Wars the 7, other than the Bad Batch, was basically Ahsoka's arc wasn't it if it was all about ahsoka and it was, that's what it was marketed as it was kind of people were getting excited because ahsoka was back and this was this was her story the martez story and the siege of mandalore yeah 100 percent. i think it was kind of more focused on um on captain rex's story and ahsoka's story and then i think even dave had mentioned that um ultimately he saw the clone wars as being mainly their stories from their perspective and so he kind of wanted to focus more on them in the last season and especially Ahsoka. So I think you're definitely right on that. And now she was in the Mando. We know that if anyone hasn't seen ATF's reaction 
it, I think it, a lot of people like me were quite <laughs> ex- excited for that one. Uh, and especially if you uh, if you go and watch it, you'll know that ATF also got decked out for it as well. So she was also glad that Ahsoka turned up. But for those who haven't seen it yet, what was it like when the moment came? Literally straight off the bat, Ahsoka's yeah. there. I was so I was so surprised. It was funny because I, I was filming my reaction video and um, I was trying to adjust my TV a little bit. <laughs> and I thought, okay, well, this is just the very beginning part. You know, I probably, I'm fine to adjust it now. So I was trying to just very carefully do that. And then all of a sudden I see these lightsabers show up on the screen. I'm like, what? They showed her this early on. Because I thought maybe it would be kind of like, you know, Luke at the end of Force Awakens when yeah. uh, when Ray finds him. I thought maybe it'd be something like that at the very end. There is Ahsoka. Like I, I didn't expect her to show up right off the bat like that. That was such such a cool intro and and really like good for her debut. Just to kind of waste no time and just show her like that. So it definitely caught me by surprise. Yeah, if you watch the what. <laughs> If you watch the video, you'll never see such a quick reaction. First, you see you'll see an arm come towards the screen, and then suddenly that arm snaps back. <gasps> it's, it's fun to watch. Um, and what about Rosario Dawson as well? Because I know we're going to talk about Ashley, but for the Mando again, Rosario Dawson, she must have felt a bit of pressure on her shoulders. But I think she crushed it. What did you think? I, I think she did really well. Yeah, like I, I definitely I think um, along with some other fans, initially, I was a little bit nervous because, you know, like up until now, we've kind of all been used to um, hearing Ashley's voice and seeing animated Ahsoka. And that is the character I fell in love with. So bringing her to live action definitely made me excited, but a little bit nervous. Um, but then I, I did ultimately have hope that Dave Filoni knew what he was doing ultimately. And so, yeah, like definitely seeing her, she she for sure crushed it. She was very good at embodying her, I found. So you could tell she really studied the role. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I agree. And you mentioned Ashley as well. Ashley, Ashley is Ahsoka, you know, uh, in terms of what the character means to a lot of people. Ashley Eckstein is 100% behind that. What is it, again, what is it, what is it, what does Ashley bring? And have you ever had a chance to kind of speak with Ashley on socials at all? You know what? I actually, um, I met her before um, at a book night. <laughs> yeah, it was it was two years ago at the Toronto Eaton Centre. I met her because um, I, I read online that she was going to be there with E.K. Johnson. And at the time, I was actually studying for board exams. But I'm like, no, you know what? Like, I don't care. I'm, I'm going to go down there. Don't about that. I got to be here, you know. But she, I think, um, and you'll know this if, if you meet her or talk to her, she's such a genuine sincere person like honestly the kindest person you'll ever meet and I felt like I was talking to a real life Ahsoka and I think that that just made me like the character even more so you can really tell she's like she's put her heart and soul into this character almost to the point where she kind of like is the character I I wouldn't even be surprised if Ahsoka's thoughts are kind of her thoughts you know and she Mm -hmm. says that she'll kind of when she encounters certain situations she'll ask herself what would Ahsoka do and so you know, she definitely put a lot into the character and she started her universe um, that her fashion company for um, it was initially targeted towards young girls that didn't really have so much Star Wars merchandise to choose from. And it's since developed uh, from then. So, yeah, she definitely um, has kind of acted as though she's a real life Ahsoka. And so she's brought a lot to the character, I think. No, this may be a loaded question, but would you have liked to have seen Ashley 
in the, as live action Ahsoka, if you know, if, if you were in charge. Would I like to have seen her as live action Ahsoka? Yeah, because I think Rosario, she looks the part. But a lot of people, again, a lot of people were quite upset because they wanted Ashley Eckstein. Again, like everything you've just said, she embodies Ahsoka. But mm-hmm. I know it's kind of tough now because we've seen Rosario. But in a, would would you have given Ashley a chance? You know what? I think, honestly, it, it's only fair that because she was the voice actress, I probably still would have had her audition for it. I don't know that mm-hmm. she did or not. Um, when I read the interview with Rosario and uh, Dave Filoni, it didn't really seem like she did audition. Um, but I, I probably would have still given it a shot, see how she does. And if it wasn't working, then maybe go to someone else. Just because she she did put so much time and so many years into the character. But I agree with what you said too. It's kind of hard because Rosario kind of does look the part. And the tricky thing with Ahsoka is she kind of, she is an alien, but she's always kind of looked like someone of color to me too. Yeah. So it, it might've been hard in that sense, but yeah, I, I think I probably still would have had her audition to see at least, and then kind of go from there and see what happens. So. That's fair enough. Well, if any, if Lucas Films are listening, ATF would like a job there as creative casting <laughs> head. Um, did you read that novel by Kay Johnson as well? I did. Yes. I got it. Um, I got it for Christmas when it came out. I think I read it in like probably two days or something. <laughs> it's not surprising. <laughs> yeah. I read all the books. I enjoy. I I liked that book again. It, it's the appreciation for the character. It's what she was doing outside of the main quote unquote main story. Um, her interaction with other people, um, and the bit at the end, obviously, of Rex that they kind of slightly retconned at the end of the Clone Wars, but only if you really want to be picky, but. I mean, what about? I got obviously we're gonna t- we wanted to talk about Ahsoka through the ages, but Clone Wars seasons, the ending of se- the final episode of the Clone Wars, you must have been watching that like through your eyes, through your hands, like peeking through because it was tense at times. It was very intense. Uh, I think those were probably like some of the most well written episodes I've ever seen, um, and I think I mean I I, I kind of take comfort in knowing, or I took comfort in knowing that. She couldn't die. But if we had seen that before Rebels, um, that would have been crazy because I would have, I don't know, I would have definitely been a lot more nervous and at the edge of my seat because I would have known she could have died. But mm-hmm. yeah, it was intense because the whole time you're thinking, how are they going to get out of this and, and what's going to happen? Um, and it was emotional too, I think, just kind of seeing how it ended and, um, you know, all all seven seasons, this is what it comes down to, you know. Um, just that final shot there that was definitely emotional for all fans i think and especially since you've been following that character in particular let's say for 12 years and there's that's why and again that's why there's so much hype around it because yeah people love the clone wars and there was the hashtag clone uh, save the clone wars uh movement which ultimately worked but a lot of people were just pumped to see what would happen with Ahsoka. do you know what your point there is massive because this matter Rebel, I guess in a way, Star Wars Rebels kind of took some of the shine off because we knew that she would come back, but we just didn't know how the story would conclude. Um, imagine, though, imagine if Rebels hadn't come out and that was it. And also, imagine if those leaks hadn't have come out and you're sitting there, you're going to do your Mando recap. Suddenly, those white sabers come out. Imagine what that would have been like. I know. I think the rumours kind of did ruin it in a sense. They just, they were probably so mad too. 
when it first leaked that she that Rosario was going to be in the Mandalorian because that kind of that definitely would have taken away from the surprise you know but I mean it was still a pretty epic intro as well so or debut for her and the theme as well because in the in 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 the intro to your channel I can hear Ahsoka's theme playing and it's you isn't it on piano yes yeah it was me it's kind of the sound is not super uh professional because I, I think I just recorded it on my on my phone or on my laptop like while I was playing um but yeah but it, it was me and I just kind of wanted to yeah I just I like her theme you know it, it just reminds me of the character obviously and then it kind of just I felt like it was the best intro music for me to have for my channel so yeah hearing hearing what Ludwig did with that theme as well because one of our patrons actually asked do do we re- do you think we're going to get like if Ahsoka does show up this was pre-open do you reckon they're going to put her theme in or are they going to do something new and we kind of said well I hope so because she's so established that it would kind of be like a missed opportunity or almost a bit weird if they didn't play her theme but that episode had her theme just like littered throughout in like subtly or sometimes it was front and center and that was just awesome wasn't it yes no it really was and that was like the first time we had heard it in a while too you know so Mm -hmm. um yeah no it it was really it was really brilliant how they did that no i i I love her theme i love to be fair i love star wars music but (laughs) i really do like ahsoka's theme um going back to clone wars then put you on the spot other than season seven then what you know, where 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 does Ahsoka shine the most in, in Clone Wars for you? Where does she shine the most? Um hmm, that's a tough one. Let's see. Other than all of it, of course. I know, right? <laughs> she has got a she had a lot of um good moments like um where she showcased her skills going against various opponents. Um but I think in terms of her character, probably honestly when she left the order. Because I'm that was that was also another emotional scene for me. Um, I think if I had this channel back then, like if, if only people could have seen my reaction, I was definitely emotional after that one. But I was I say, like, did you cry? I yeah, you know, I might have I might have shed a, a tear or two. A couple of tears, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was it was sad, and I remember Ashley saying, you know, make sure you get your tissues ready. I was like, oh man, like, I didn't know at the time what that meant, but I think it was it was really a, a moment for her character to shine because. It was the first time we really saw her um, have the courage to go on her own away from the Jedi. And up until then, she'd kind of, we'd only seen her um, kind of with Anakin and um, under the Jedi. And now she's allowing her perspective to kind of grow beyond that. And that ultimately led her um, to being the character that she is today in The Mandalorian, being so independent and kind of um, fighting for good across the galaxy on her own. She wouldn't have been able to make it to that point, I don't think, if she didn't first take that step to go on her own beyond the Jedi Order. So that was probably where she shined the most. And it kind of opens up the possibilities of anything for her story then. Um, But we know that from there, she went on into Rebels. And I love Rebels. I really love Rebels. And Ahsoka, she added some nice seasoning, a little bit of spice to um, Rebels when she showed up again. Do you reckon, do you think they handled her well in there up until the the duel with Vader? We all were waiting for that. But how do you reckon? How do you think they kind of handled her and well brought, bring her into the story for that big moment? 
Yeah, you know, I, I think that they did well with her because at that moment, you can kind of see that she had really grown um, a lot from the Clone Wars. And she was kind of, she was no longer this character that would necessarily, um, you know, like always be with the ghost crew. Um, she was kind of more on her own and a little bit mysterious. And she would kind of tell them certain things, you know, like she was operating under Fulcrum for a while and she would sort of help from a distance, but she wouldn't always necessarily be right there with them. And that was kind of like, I think the start of her being her own independent character. So I, I think that they handled her pretty well. And what about that Vader fight? Oh my gosh. That was, <laughs> <laughs> I remember I was in, I think I was in university at the time and I was, I was doing my, I was doing my online lectures or something. And I remember, I, I think I couldn't watch initially. I, I had to find out whether she died or not first before I could go back and watch it. Prepare yourself. Yeah, I was like, you know, I hope. And I think I I had looked at a podcast and someone had said, that's why I'm so glad they didn't kill her off. I was like, yes, okay, now I can go back and watch it. Don't need to do anything else. And, but that, that was crazy because at that moment, she really she really could have died because Vader is like, would be her toughest opponent, right? Because he knows all of her fighting styles because he taught her. So that was, that was intense and also tragic at the same time because it was the first time meeting each other. Um, you know, him, her seeing him as Vader and um, that moment when she, she saw who he was behind the mask uh, that kind of just confirmed everything she feared. So I think that was, definitely painful for her and we still see that in the mandalorian actually when she talks about him you could still see that she's scarred from it i'm literally getting chills just thinking about that scene of when when she slices his helmet and she's like and he's just literally like then you will die like this is come on this is, this is snips the sky guy come on oh my gosh and, and they had to have Lantra's voice too like it, oh yeah that was that was tragic it really was I I genuinely thought she was going to die in that scene, and I think I said it last week or the week before that pre Mando. So let's assume the Mandalorian never happened. That would have been a poetic way for her to go out. If you, um, uh, tragic, but he would have been like, she's saving the Ghost Crew who are going to go on and help the rebellion, yep. uh, but she's she's sacrificed herself up against her master, Vader, once Anakin, now Vader. It would have been a massive gut punch, but it, narratively, it would have been powerful. It but now have. we've got Mando. I'm kind of glad, very glad that they didn't. Because like you say, she's now, even in the Mando, she's like, you know, I've seen what this can do to the best of us, like fully trained yeah. Jedi Knight. Yeah. And, she's not, and she's not talking about Mace Windu, is she? No. She's talking about Anakin. <laughs> she's talking about Anakin for sure, yeah. For sure. I, I'm, I'm so glad that they, that they um, allowed for her to live beyond so that she could show up in man in the Mandalorian and provide uh perspective to new characters like Mando who don't know anything about the Jedi. So they did a really good job. I wish they'd done that with some other characters too, like Cad Bane and Aura Singh, you know, um, Dude, but Cad Bane, if they brought Cad Bane, if Cad Bane somehow comes swaggering into the Mandalorian, I'm out. I'm this is the greatest thing ever. Bo-Katan, <laughs> Boba Fett, Ahsoka, Cad Bane and, God knows who else they're going to bring in. Honestly, I would die a happy man. I know. I, I wish they could. I just, I don't know. I don't know if canonly he's still alive, though. Mm. Yeah. Kind of. We'll uh, he's definitely not dead. Like they, we don't know. I mean, he might be, but they, there's no story to say that. Um, 
But I, I hope he's not. The untold stories of the Clone Wars. They kind of hinted him and Boba Fett had a standoff. That's right. Yes. They never confirmed anything. I don't think, but. Uh, yeah, it kind of didn't look good for Bane, but anything's possible in Star Wars, right? They could always, they brought back Darth Maul, they can bring back anybody. They brought back Palpatine, for God's sake, they'll bring back anybody. Um, Right, Mm -hmm. there's two more episodes left of The Mandalorian, seven and eight, or 15 and 16 chapters. Little baby, little Grogu, save the baby, hashtag. He's he's calling out to somebody on that seeing stone, he's got his force force field. Now, I think I know who's going to turn up. I think you, well, you may do too. Your name gives it away for me. But um, do you reckon we're going to see Ahsoka in this ep- in this season again, or is that like a one and done, and she and she's going to get her own series? You know what? That is a really good question. I'm kind of I'm back and forth. On one hand, I think it's possible we could see her again, or if not this season, maybe next season of The Mandalorian. But then on the other hand, I'm kind of wondering. Are they just gonna not show her again until the spin-off series? Cause I yeah. they there is like a rumored series in the works for her. And so I don't know if they're just using the Mandalorian to kind of um show her debut, but then that's not where she's permanently supposed to be. I don't know. That's a tough one because I feel like ultimately Ahsoka versus Gideon is really what they have to give us because the spears are very cool. I like seeing spear versus lightsaber, but I like seeing lightsaber versus lightsaber or in the case dark saber much yes. more, you know, and she, she would be a very good opponent for him. Um, I actually even wonder if he might be force sensitive because mm-hmm. the way he um, approached Grogu in the last episode, he, he basically was fearless. He wasn't even bothered by the fact that Grogu was smacking the troopers around. And, uh, and so that makes me wonder what if he is force sensitive and that would be, that would make it an even better duel between he and Ahsoka. So I don't know. I, I feel like they they got to maybe bring her back, but I could be wrong. I don't know. It's exciting. I I kind of hypothesize that when when Grogu and Ahsoka were having their kind of like force meeting, like uh, telekinesis mind reading session on uh, Corvus, Corvus okay. um, I was kind of thinking, did they, did, have they now got that connection? Not like a not like a Kylo Ray Force Dyad type thing, but have they got a connection now? So when so when Baby is sending out that signal, is Ahsoka fully aware? Like I know I'm going to wait to see if he does it. I'm tapped into him now, and is she going to sense the danger and be like, "Nope, I'm not having anything happen to that beautiful little thing." I think I don't. For me, it makes sense to bring her back. Firstly, because why wouldn't you? Fans, I know, I know, we, I know they wrote this before the fans saw her but they must have known fans were going to dig it. But yeah. fans would love it if Ahsoka turns up on, a, on Gideon's Star Destroyer or wherever they are and throws down with Gideon. That, I mean, fan, people are going to lose their mind. But also, just like story-wise, they could bring in Ezra Bridger. They yeah. could bring in Luke Skywalker. But it's just adding another character and it's adding more backstory and more exposition when they could just be like, no, let, let's not muddy the waters. Let's just bring in Ahsoka. And like you said, have her go toe-to-toe. But... I think Gideon might have to be force sensitive if he's going to stand any chance <laughs> against Ahsoka. Otherwise, she will end him very quickly. And and we see, we saw Ahsoka um, in her debut episode. She's very different, actually, than from Rebels and the Clone Wars. Even she is definitely, I feel like, less afraid to kill now than she was before. So she would oh, she's definitely. Slightly like, off left, right, and said that. I was a little surprised, actually. I was like, whoa, she's kind of 
almost giving me dark side vibes, even though she's not obviously going to turn to the dark side. But but yeah, I mean, I, I agree. It kind of be, I've seen a lot of uh, theories going around about how it could be Luke that shows up, uh, could be Ezra. Um, but I see what you mean. It's kind of, it does beg the question, is it easier to bring in a character we've already seen thus far or bring in yet again another new character? Um, but then it would kind of make sense too, right? Because um, we do know that Luke was trying to train uh, Jedi as well, right? And then we know that Ben Solo, obviously, things didn't work out well with him. But yeah, this would also be a good point in the story to to bring Luke in. I don't know. It's very, I really don't know how the season's going to end. They're doing a really good job at writing it because I don't find it's predictable at all. You really don't know who could show up. No, you're right. Both of them could show up, you know, who knows? You imagine that. Ezra, Carno, Skywalker all just fighting against it. That would be quality. Um, but you're right, because I thought, I thought Baby was going to get taken in the last episode mm-hmm. and we'd have to have like a, a 10 months of like all collectively rocking in <laughs> depression. They've got the baby. But no, they just went and did it in this last one. So we've now got two, ep- um, two episodes left. I'm guessing the next one is, uh, upon recording, by the way, upon recording, I'm guessing the next one is, uh, breaking out Bill Burr, Mayfield, and then putting together like the Avengers and the Magnificent Seven to, to go and find Gideon. But I don't know anymore because, it like you say, the way they've written it, yeah, there's there's been loads of leaks and spoilers about characters, who's going to be coming in, but not necessarily about the story, though, has there? I don't know what's going to happen at all in the last two. Have you got any like wild guesses of what might you reckon might happen? Uh, hmm. I've got no idea. You know what? It's... It is such a tough one. Like, I I don't know. I, I, I think that, like you're saying, with the whole Avengers uh, vibes, that's kind of what I thought of in terms of, you know, that team up we got at the end of Infinity War. That's kind of what this is almost reminding me of. We already have Boba joining the team as well and Fennec Shand. Um, but I don't know exactly who it, it would be, but I almost could see, I could see the story going in the, in the direction of, in the finale, they're going to try and get Grogu back and maybe things aren't going to go well for them. Cause Gideon, anytime he's in an episode, people like, it's usually not good for the good guys. Um, no, and, all their yeah. You know, he's kind of like Vader in that sense. So maybe things will go really badly and it'll look like they're losing. And then all of a sudden out of the blue, this surprise mystery Jedi will show up and they'll be the ones to save them or something. But who that Jedi will be, I don't know. Um, I mean, like, I don't know, maybe, maybe Luke, but then I feel like Luke and Ahsoka also have to meet too, you know, because he's got to, he's got to let her know somehow that Vader came back to the light. Good point. They could have, Very good point. Them, you know, that's kind of what I'm thinking, but yeah, like you, I'm kind of, I have no idea where this is going to go really. <laughs> I got no, I mean, Ezra Bridger maybe, but Ahsoka was quite, quite firm in saying, Excuse me, where is Grand Admiral Thrawn? Please tell me. Yeah. So it kind of makes me think that she still has Ezra because we don't know where this falls in the timeline. So if Ezra does show up, then Ahsoka's looking for Thrawn because, I don't know, just be, I don't know why. Whereas if if Ezra is with Thrawn, then that's why she's looking for him. So it kind of makes sense to me that he wouldn't show up as much as I'd love him to, but you know I don't what? know if he will do. Yeah, you, you make a very good point because in the recent interview with Rosario Dawson and Dave Filoni, 
Dave Filoni actually implied that Ahsoka's episode in The Mandalorian might actually take place before the ending scene that we see in mm, Rebels. Yeah. So that would mean it looks like Ahsoka at the end of Rebels is seeking out Sabine. So if she's seeking him out. That means they haven't found Ezra yet. So you're right. Then it might not make sense for Ezra to be the one that shows up. So I is think Sabine going to show up? Is Sabine? Um, maybe not, though. Maybe not, because if, if the Mandalorian is taking place before that shot of Ahsoka seeing Sabine, maybe she won't show up yet. That's a really good point. Luke. Uh, that's the only one I can, unless it's either going to be, a, if they, if, if Luke Skywalker turns up, the world is going to lose its mind. I would love to see, like you mentioned, a, a Luke Skywalker, Ahsoka meetup for that moment. Firstly, it'd just be cool to see like the different eras of Star Wars. Like, uh, Ahsoka began in the prequel era. Yes. And it's now transition. And Luke is, you, you, is the OT. So to have that, but also like I said, to have that conversation, you know, your father trained me. Um, I was there when my father found the good again so what that would do to ahsoka it wouldn't change the fact that you know he became vader that they fought and he did all those things that he did but maybe it has some kind of closure maybe or give us some kind of solace i think i would lose my mind if that happened that would now that i think about it i feel like that that's how it has to end they got to give that to us well again if anyone's listening to lucasfilm give it to us that's how it's got to be uh again (laughs) They're going fan service heavy, which isn't a bad thing if it's done right. That would be like pure, like face melting fan service, and just like your reaction there, just imagine everybody like that. You can't, I can't believe that Favreau and Filoni and Kathleen Kennedy and everyone on board hasn't at least considered it. Yeah, I think they they had to consider it. Like I know they 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 pretty much seem to know what they're doing with the series, so they're probably. That was probably one of the things they would have had to consider for sure, because they're very good at tying everything together. You know, we already see how um, how Rebels and the Clone Wars is being tied into the Mandalorian and how the Mandalorian's tying together the movies and the rumored spinoff series. So this had to have been something that they would they would have considered, I would think. If not, it goes down as a massive missed opportunity. <laughs> but there might be others out there who think, no, do you know what? I don't want them to do that. And if so fine that's no problem i think that if that was to happen probably in this ahsoka series would be the place to do it but the way mando's going who knows and i do think i think ahsoka is going to get her series i genuinely do think that again what what do you reckon that could be about would that be the hunt for thrawn or something else you know what that is such a good question because one of the things i mentioned in one of my recent videos was I was a little bit confused because I heard that there were there was supposed to be an animated Rebels sequel series mm-hmm. as well as a live action Ahsoka series. And the reason why that confused me is because I was wondering how are they going to have two series happening at the same time with the same characters in the same timeline? And so I'm kind of because basically it seems like Ahsoka's story now is centered around finding Thrawn and therefore finding Ezra. So they can't have that in the live action series and the animated series. So I'm I'm kind of wondering if maybe maybe there won't be an animated series or the animated series might take place before. Well, which I'm, would you prefer? Oh, you know what? 
<laughs> that's a real tough one. Um, I think my dream would be to have an animated series and a live action series happening simultaneously, but telling stories. <laughs> as much as possible. As much as possible. But if I had to choose one, I don't know. Oh, that's a tough one. That's a real tough one. I might have to go with animation. Okay. I love live action. I love it. But at the same time, I also have a special place in my heart for the animated series, the Homers and Rebels, because that's where that's where it kind of started for me, like where I really fell in love with this character. Um, and it brought me right back into Star Wars. So I'm kind of I'm a, I'm a sucker for the animation, but the live action is amazing as well. And as I said, I would love to have both of them going on if possible. Well, there you go. So again, again, Lucasfilm. Live action and animation. To be fair, though, I'll take, as listeners know, I'll take any kind of Star Wars, whether it's books, comics, TV show, animated, I don't know, a, a, an in-universe podcast. I don't care. Give it to me. Um, so I'll take that. Live, now I've seen Rosario, I'm like, I could really watch um, a, like a Mandalorian-sized Ahsoka show, like eight episodes per season, filmed in the volume or wherever you want it to be. And I can just imagine like, the worlds that they'd go to and my mind starts going mental. But then you think in animated, yeah. you can get away with a lot more. The In season seven, when Ahsoka uh, and Rex have their little race where Ahsoka jumps out of the ship to to reach the um, landing pad and yes. you wouldn't be able to do that in live action. And I don't think, even even if you tried your hardest to do that with CG and whatever, you can't pull stuff off like that, can you? In live action with animation, That's you can have a bit more fun. Mm-hmm. You have a lot more flexibility in that sense. With live action, they're kind of more limited. And that's even why they had to make her uh, Laku uh, smaller as well. I was going to ask you about that. There's been uproar yeah. about that. <laughs> not my Ahsoka because her, her Montreal's and her Leku's shorter. What? Come on now. You, obviously, we're going to talk about your cosplay shortly. But did you see that and be like, nah, mine's better? So, oh, oh like when I um, when I first saw her show up in The Mandalorian, uh, I did notice, yeah, I think that was one of the things I said was um, that her her Leku and her Montrals looked definitely smaller. And at, at first, it, it kind of caught me off guard a little bit. But then, honestly, as the episode progressed, I kind of forgot about it. And it started to grow on me. So I, I could definitely get used to that look. Um, but yeah, but initially, that was definitely a topic of discussion. Because the last time we saw Ahsoka, she had... Her Leku were like all the way down to her waist almost. And now they were kind of almost Clone Wars length. So it kind of, yeah, I think that kind of confused people, but it makes sense as to why they did it the way they did. Yeah, practice. I, I said as well, maybe maybe she just had a haircut. Maybe she wanted to look good for live action. Yeah. First appearance, have a little <laughs> Montreal cut, and it will grow back at another point. Uh, the, there's only one moment where it really stood out for me as a bit like, and it's quite early on where she is facing, where the magistrate and Michael Bean's character are, are looking down at her talking and she's just kind of looking up at them. There, it looks really short, whereas later on in the episode, it kind of looked, they look a little bit longer. But that was the first moment where I thought, that doesn't really look very good, actually, <laughs> the Leku. But later, as the episode went on, I don't know if they, I don't know if they kind of like subtly got longer, but or it's just like the way her head was looking up. I don't know. But after that, I just thought it looked great and... I get the practicalities of having it, having those swinging around whilst you're trying to fight, but it didn't really bother me. But I just wanted to get the opinion of someone who actually, obviously, cosplays as a soaker as to what 
you thought about it. So it's interesting to hear that. It didn't really bother you all that much. Um, Ahsoka, what's your favourite Ahsoka moment of all of them? Of all of them? Oh, my goodness. All of them. Let's see. Um, she's had... Okay, you know what? I'm, I'm going to say I think her her coolest moment, and it's a little dark, but probably when she performed that quadruple decapitation of the Mandalorians, because I think, I know that makes me sound so dark, but <laughs> when I first saw that, I thought, I think that was the first time I realized, whoa, she like, she doesn't play around kind of thing. That was the first time we saw, yeah, like almost a different side of her and how skillful she really is. And it kind of, when you first watched that episode from season four, when she did that, um, hey, season four, and then four decapitations. I just noticed that. Um, it really kind of catches you off guard. You didn't almost expect her to do that. So that was probably single-handedly her coolest move I've ever seen and the coolest moment for a character. When she, when she comes to play, she comes to play, doesn't she? Uh, in that in that scene with the Vader fight, when she shows up in a, in Rebels and just absolutely just bosses those Inquisitors, yes. makes them look like absolute punks. Um, in the Mando, she turns up and she's just slicing people down. Even the magistrate, she's having a little to play, and then the magistrate knocks her a lightsaber away, and then she's like, you know what? I've had enough of this. Uh, yeah. One, two, three. Where is Thrawn? So when she comes to play, she exactly. she's not messing around. Yes, 100%. Actually, I would think with the, the magistrate, um, yeah, you could definitely tell she was more toying with her to get information from her. But the only thing I would say about that fight is I kind of wish the magistrate hadn't knocked away her lightsaber. Because I kind of, I don't know, that moment almost made it look like, wait, is she actually struggling against the magistrate? Because I, with Ahsoka's character, like you said, you know, you see her go against the Inquisitor. As we know, she's gone against Maul and Vader. There really shouldn't be a struggle there. But to make it seem like she was teasing her more, they maybe could have had it so that she didn't have her lightsaber knocked away. That was like the only thing I didn't really like about that scene. But other than that, like it was pretty fantastic. So I hope she yeah. I hope she used a force to pull that lightsaber back out of the water because I want to see her again with two lightsabers rather than the one. Yeah, good point. I need that lightsaber back. Um so Okay, so Ahsoka chopping off heads left, right, and centre is your favourite coolest Ahsoka moment. How <laughs> How is her story going to end? Because he's in The Rise of Skywalker. Dave Filoni said, well, it doesn't mean she's she is actually dead. The Rise of Skywalker novel makes it clear that not all the voices are one with the Force, per se. They're not all, main, they're, there's kind of a hint that they're not all dead. I mean, that might just be that they're using a bit of creative licence in the novel, but how how is her story going to win? And again, I know it's a open ended question, but is she going to just like live out her life to old age? Is she going down fighting? I mean, what is she going down in, in the Mando? I mean, what what's going to happen? Do you think? You know, that's a very good question because we are again like we're we're back in the timeline now where she could be killed off. Right before like Clone Wars season seven, we know she can't die because she starts to show up in Rebels. Uh, so it's very, I mean. It's possible. I, I would have to say that eventually she will have to die. But the question is, with a big character like Ahsoka, you kind of, you don't want her to just die at the hands of anyone, right? Yeah. And that kind of goes back to what you said earlier. It would have almost been poetic if Vader 
had killed her during that duel, um, which I actually think in one of the early uh, plannings, they they did intend for that to happen. They wanted Vader to kill her. But later they took that back. But um, yeah, it was supposed to be when she jumped up on him to cut his mask. At the same time, he he would have stabbed her or something. I think that's what Dave Filoni said. But dark. I know it's dark, right? But uh, but yeah, you know, I I would say that probably eventually she might have to die. But it just it'd be a question as to who how she would die. It'd probably have to be either she sacrifices herself um, for someone else, or there would have to be some major villain that takes her down because you can't just have her die you know for nothing sort of thing because she's she's a big character right so yeah yeah i don't know it's kind of that's a tough one yeah going forward you've got thrawn is potentially to devote around snoke snoky boys out there somewhere Mm -hmm. wearing his gold robe and swaggering around palpatine somehow palpatine returned and he's out there somewhere obviously not doing an awful lot carlo ren but that's still 20 Mm. years or 15 years down the line I'm just trying to think of anyone because, like you say, you can't just have a guy out like a punk to even Gideon. Like I, I love Gideon. Gideon Carlo Esposito is a king, and he, I absolutely love his character so good, of Gideon. Yeah. But do I want him to be the one to kill her? Well, well, yes, because it would give him like the ultimate villain stake. But at the same time, it wouldn't really feel like 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 you just been like you're saying. It wouldn't feel like it was like the deserved moment for her so to me the only real way it can be deserved is like a, a some sort of self-sacrifice but then what what stakes could be so big where she'd have to do that because at the minute we're in a period of relative peace the first order is a little while away yet so what on earth could be so like cataclysmic that she'd have to be like do you know what i'm going to lay my own life down here to save you guys it's, i don't know you know I, I yeah i mean it's kind of that's a tough one. It almost have to be, she'd have to reach a point where she feels like she's lived her life the way she's wanted to. And maybe now, you know, she finds out that her master did come back to the light. And so now she feels okay sacrificing herself. But yeah, it'd be a question. I don't know. Like, would it be maybe to help Ezra or, I mean, there was something similar. Well, I don't know if I want to say this because I don't know how many people listening have seen rebels so maybe i won't but uh because something happened in rebels with one of the characters where they kind of did something similar to what i'm saying to, to save their yep okay and towards the end yep yeah they ended up uh dying so and it was like from some explosion that this person was trying to protect their friends from so it could be something like that and like she would have to use the force to to prevent, you know, the explosion from reaching her friends or I don't know. Yeah. But I, I feel like if they were to kill her off, it would have to be, it would probably have to be a self-sacrifice. I think, because I don't, I don't know that there's anyone right now that'll be powerful enough, including Gideon to just take, to strike her down like that. Oh, protecting Grogu some way, but then we don't know where Grogu's story ends up because we know, that in terms of the main conflict of the sequel trilogy, he's still only a little bubba, but he's not around. Exactly. I yeah. Kind of. I kind of think she has to be out of the picture by the sequel trilogy to make to give those films more stakes because mm-hmm. obviously people have said, "Well, where, where was she? Where was she during the OT?" I get that. I, I understand that argument. Um, the sequel trilogy, obviously, 
to me, the sequel trilogy, Ray is like the only hope now. He's like the last of the Jedi, especially when Luke goes. So I kind of feel like Ahsoka would be like, right, the OT period, I was doing my thing. I can't, you know, for the, for the sequel trilogy period, do you know what? I think actually this time, even though I'm old, I've got to make a stand and fight. I, so I kind of think she may have to be out of the picture in terms Before of the that. sequel trilogy, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, she she's really a unique character because she's one of she's one of the only characters that has really lasted from the prequel era and, and beyond the original yeah. trilogy era. Like, no other character has really done that because even now, Darth Vader is not alive anymore. You know, um, and then we know... Well, actually, yeah, but you still have, like, you have Luke and and uh, Leia, but, like, um, she, with her, she kind of, she was around from the prequel era. And so it's kind of a question as to how long they can keep her around for. Because we even know that Luke is a Force ghost now, right? Um, yeah. In the sequel trilogy. So, I, I mean, I love Ahsoka. I would love if they just kept her alive and never showed her death on screen. Because then it just it would open up as many possibilities as possible. But I mean, yeah, it's kind of hard. Like would she outlive Luke and, and Leia? And I don't know if that would, or maybe she'll just have a, a moment where she just naturally passes away and becomes a fourth ghost. You that know, kind that of could happen. Yeah. She, she could have a Yoda, a Yoda death. I think, yeah, there's, there's a way of doing that. Okay. That may be the most satisfying one as well, where, you know, you just naturally come to the, the story comes to a natural end, and it's like I've achieved all of this. This is where I'm leaving the galaxy. You know, I don't mean to make you cry, but it's my time to go now. I know. Oh my gosh, I don't know if I can do <laughs> that. I mean, I understand, but it would be so emotional. You can hear the tears from here already. Um, I'm just yeah. trying. I can't. No, I can't think of any way to other than that. It's probably the most satisfying. Uh, way to do it. I don't know how old Togruta's live for. I don't know how old they live for in canon. Yeah, that's a good question, actually. I don't know if they've ever... I don't know if they've ever addressed that because we've never really seen a Togruta live long because, you know, for, like, Shakti, she was killed off, right? Eight times, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, that's a good question, yeah. The only species we know that lives a long time is Yoda's. So it'll be interesting to see how long Togruta's would live for, but yeah, that, that's a tough one. It's something they're going to have to consider because eventually what happens when, I think Rosario might have signed on to new movies. I, I read that rumor recently. So then at the end of that, I don't know, because they usually, they have a habit of wanting to kill off characters after a certain amount of time. Even with Kylo Ren, they did that, right? Which I wasn't really happy about, to be honest, because I feel like as soon as this character reached this this peak, and then they just killed him off. I was like, really? Come on. <laughs> Wanted to see more, but yeah, that's a tough one. We love, on here, me and Luke, we love Ben, we love ben Swolo. Do you want to put a cowl on? Don't put a cowl on, Ben. Um, we love <laughs> that. I will just talk sequel trilogy then. Um, what did you think of those films? Because they get a lot of flack, rightly or wrongly. What did you think of, of the, the new sequel trilogy? You know what? I think when it first came out, I was obviously really excited because this was the first Star Wars film um, continuing in the timeline, so to speak, uh, since Revenge of the Sith. So I, I definitely I enjoyed it each time I watched the new movie. But I think when I look back at it, 
there were certain characters I feel like they could have maybe done a better job with. So for example, Ray, I liked, but I think what would have been better for her would have been if they had her first go up against Kylo in The Force Awakens. And then maybe she actually doesn't win the fight and she gets defeated. But then in the final movie, we see her maybe redeem herself somehow or something to kind of show how much she's grown. That's one thing I like about Ahsoka is she really, she had her moments in the beginning where she wouldn't always win and she would make a lot of mistakes, but then she learned and grew from those mistakes to now she's a warrior. She's very different than how she was at the beginning. Whereas I feel like with Rey and even like Finn, I feel like when you look at them at the end of the sequel trilogy compared to the beginning, there's not a whole lot that's different in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And to me, that kind of makes me wonder if they developed them the best that they could, you know, and Captain Phasma is another one too. They didn't even use like, I was, I was so excited. You know, Brand of Tarth is going to be in Star Wars. Wow. I can't wait to see her. And they just did nothing with her. Like I. She looked cool. She looked cool. And then. That's it. And that was it. And Snoke, like they didn't tell us anything about Snoke. They almost put themselves in a position now where they're going to have to make some movie or, or novel or something preceding the sequel trilogy to explain to us who Snoke is. And there's been theories around surrounding him regarding one of the recent Mandalorian episodes too. You can see that facility. Um, but how do you have a big character like that? And you just kill them off the next movie. I just, that was kind of the mistake I feel like they made. They didn't develop their characters the best that they could have in my opinion. That's fair enough. Um, just before I go on to that, what about which which of the three did you prefer then? If you're going to put one on right now, probably, probably the Force Awakens. Yeah, I think so. Because the Last Jedi, I um, it's been a while since I've watched them, but I I remember thinking, what are they doing here? And and the whole thing with with Admiral Holdo and that was the movie, right? Where they where they sacrificed. She sacrificed herself and then her ship. Yes. Kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. But then they ended up still catching up to them anyway. And, and there wasn't actually a real lightsaber fight. I don't believe because Luke wasn't even really there by the end of it. That's right. You had to throw the throne room fight, but it was never any real saber on saber action. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I, I love my lightsaber fights. I love them. I want there to be as many as possible. That's always, that's what I personally love. Um, but yeah, and I and I think with the rise of Skywalker, yeah, I didn't like what they did with with Ben Solo. I I like that he was kind of coming to the light side, but I don't like how they just they did that to his character and then killed him off right after. I would have liked them to kind of continue in that direction then if they're going to do that, you know. So yeah, probably The Force Awakens is my favorite. But what was your favorite to say? Um, my favorite. Well, firstly, ATF loves a good decapitation, so let's remember that. Yeah. Um, my fa- yeah, the Force Awakens was mine. Yeah, my Force Awakens. It's because again, I mentioned the build up to that film was just like mental for years before. It was so exciting, and sitting down to watch it in the cinema and the theater was just bonkers. It was awesome, and the fact that the film itself was just a, a lot of fun, and it set up these characters to go places. And I, I, I agree, we've said it ad nauseum on the show, but kind of where you start to where you win. There's not a massive amount of growth and. You could argue that there is for some characters, but in terms of where they start and end, you know, there's no difference. In between things happen, but it's not really that much, which is a shame. 
And exactly. again, writing of the trilogy left a lot to be desired, but there was an awful lot of good ideas. So like you say, Snoke was a great, I wish Snoke had just been Snoke and they would have had such a wicked um, story to tell. Uh, I love Ray, but I also know that the, the journey wasn't as satisfying as it could have been. Kylo Ren and Ben Solo were, was like the best character of the bunch and one of the best in the entire saga, but didn't do enough with him. I love John Boyega. He's an English King. Poe Dameron was great, but again, it it just as much as I love those characters. And I really love those films apart from the last one. I really do dig the films and the character, but it does just seem like there's just something missing, but I'll always go back and watch them and have a good, I watched the rise of Skywalker as much as I think the film was disappointing as anything. I still watch it. I still go back and watch it. You know what I mean? It's still fun. It is fun. Yeah. And and it's really beautifully shot too. It, they're not, none of them were boring movies at all. It's kind of more like when you first watch it, you thoroughly enjoy it. But then when you have some time to reflect after you think, oh, how come they didn't do this instead sort of thing. But it, in the moment, it was very enjoyable to watch. Yep. So uh, side note, needs more Ahsoka, I think is what we're saying. There. I think so too. You know, I agree. <laughs> Out of the, well, I guess, the, including the Clone Wars, the 12 movies, what's your favourite? Million dollar question. Which of the movies is your favourite? Which of the movies is my favourite? Ah, uh, oh, good question. Let's see. Um, I'd probably, maybe I would have to say Revenge of the Sith. Nice. And the reason why... It was pretty, I remember back in the day when we watched that in theaters, it was pretty sad because you're basically seeing all these people getting killed off. But I think the reason why that was the best movie, in my opinion, is because that's when you get to finally see how Anakin became Darth Vader. And that was one of the biggest questions, even from the original trilogy, is who was Vader and how did he get this way, right? And so they went back to the prequels and there you have it. In Revenge of the Sith, they show you exactly that moment when he became Vader. So I can't argue. I think it was like fourth on my list, I think, because <laughs> for a lot of the reasons, out of all of them, because, um, and to a lot of people, putting a prequel film that high is heresy, but pff, I, I love them. Um, so Sith's got everything, man. We were talking about it recently. Sith has got, it's tragic. You get you get what you want. Jedi getting slaughtered or people get, you don't get any heads cut off though, but uh, you do get some, <laughs> you do get some sad deaths. Um, but you get everything you want. Like the birth of Vader, uh, the death of the Jedi order, the birth of the empire, Palpatine um, finally rises. You get um, the Palpatine versus Yoda, Grievous and Obi-Wan. Hello there. You get everything. You get Mace window. Cause obviously Mace cook Mace tw- 20 minutes before has just called Ahsoka a citizen. 20 minutes later, he's the one getting thrown out of a window. How's that for Justin? No, can you believe that? Yeah, no. you must have loved that. Yeah, that was, yeah, seeing it coincide like that was really, it was chilling almost. So it's so well done how they did that. The way that they, when, when they get it right, when they connect the stories up well, it's done like flawlessly well. So, um, no, Revenge of the Sith is ATF's favorite Star Wars film, and I'm all here for that to the point where I quite like to watch that film again soon. I do put that on quite a lot because I find it, I do, even though it is like quite a heavy film in terms of Star Wars, exactly. I can watch it over and over again. Yeah, no, it's definitely, it's one of those ones where, um, yeah, it's exciting from start to finish. And like you said, it gives us a lot of um, 
a lot of deep moments where we see the birth of a lot of things and then the destruction of a lot of things. So yeah, it's definitely one of the most powerful movies, I think. Yep. And I, it's what I guess one I mentioned, I watched, sorry, quite a bit. And it was, I think it's like in my top four. So I love a bit of Revenge of the Sith. And I too remember watching that in a the theater thinking, right, well, this is miserable, depressing, isn't it? But to, I've mentioned your cosplay and it is, and again, it's, you know, it blowing smoke, but it is incredible. Your Ahsoka you. cosplay. And we'll give the links to where people can see that uh, shortly. But obviously we know you love the character. But when did you decide to take the step and be like, do you know what? I love the character so much that I'm going to become said character. You know what? Um, so there is a couple of things. I, I would always find myself every Halloween, I would look online to see, oh, are there any Ahsoka costumes? And I would always see costumes for um, like young girls uh, or babies. And, and they never really had um, adult Ahsoka costumes. And so I was like, oh, okay, that's a shame. And when I met Ashley Eckstein back in 2018, she actually said uh, to E.K. Johnson, she said, oh my gosh, don't you think that this girl would make a good Ahsoka cosplay? I'm wow. Like, you think that like, Ahsoka herself said that? And so wow. I thought, you know what, let me give it a try and, and, I'll, and I'll do it. So that's what kind of, that is really kind of ultimately what pushed me to doing it, so... I mean, if there's any other people who dabble in cosplay who can potentially beat that story, I would love to hear it. Actual Ahsoka has, caught, has said to ATF, you know what, you'd, be, you'd look great as Ahsoka. I don't really think you can top that, can you? Oh, um, no, I, I was, I, yeah, I definitely had a fangirl moment. That was crazy. I was like, wow. You know, so that she definitely was the reason, I would say. Did you, um, did you make your costume in or did you, or did you find one and just buy it? You know what? Yeah, I, I wish I could take credit for it. Um, I did not make it. I I bought it and added some of my own pieces. So like the one that I wore most recently, um, I, I added different pieces to it, and um, I re I can't I didn't remake the headdress, but there was a part that I took out and then I re-added stuffing back to kind of change the shape of it a little bit. So that's kind of what I've been doing so far. One day I would like to get to the level where I could fully make something from scratch like sewing and everything um i am not there yet though and i have huge admiration for people who are but yeah for now i'm just i'm mainly kind of buying the main bulk of it and then just kind of adding my own pieces to it no it, it looks quality ashley Eckstein was onto something when she said that comment it looks great i mean what how do you feel we're in it obviously you look in the mirror it's like jesus Ahsoka's staring back at me how does it like make you feel to become the character you know, it makes me feel really good. Um, yeah, it's kind of, I've always liked to to wear costumes and kind of play the part of the character I'm dressed as. And then I think because Ahsoka is not only my favorite Star Wars character, but my favorite character of all time, um, just getting to kind of to put the costume on, you, you feel like you almost become the character, as corny as that sounds. Um, it, it makes you feel, it makes you feel really good, you know, and and I actually, I never got the chance to do this yet. And with COVID, I don't know when I'll get to, but I've always wanted to go to a Comic-Con type of event where I could really wear that um, and then just kind of be seen as as Ahsoka um, to, to everybody else who's also in cosplay and meet other Ahsoka cosplays and just kind of, you know, share our, our love and admiration for the character. That's really always what I've wanted to do. So hopefully 
one day I get the chance to. When to touch wood. Pandemic settles down a bit. Yeah, well, hopefully, hopefully in the coming months we can get to kind of some semblance of normality, whatever that means anymore. But uh, from, yeah. from the cons that we've been to on the sessions, people would absolutely dig, they would dig the your your Ahsoka cosplay. Um, just from the reaction we've seen when we've gone around and seen cosplayers at conventions and how other people react to them, you know, it's, and it's, and we've asked cosplayers as well. We had a, we did a show recently about cosplaying where we got somebody on and we asked uh, cosplayers in the Star Wars world, you know, what does it mean to cosplay? And they all said the same thing. It's, it's the kids, you know, the look on the kids faces when, when they see, uh, for example, like Ahsoka Tano, it's what makes it all worthwhile. So I I hope for you that you get to go to a convention and those kids see you and they're like, it's not a person, it's a character. They see Ahsoka. Yes, 100%. Thank you so much. Yeah, I would, that'd be so much fun to me. I, I really hope I get to do that one day. I would love to. And again, touch wood. Um, so kind of finally on Ahsoka, Garni, what we obviously we've now for the last hour or so heard how much she means to you. And how much, even how much of a character arc I've had from thinking that she was fine to now thinking, all right, she's boss. I get the hype now. Um, similar with Boba Fett. In terms of like, the character's impact on Star Wars and on fans, especially female fans, what impact has she had? Can you kind of quantify that? You know, yeah, I think she's had uh, she's had a huge impact, especially on on female Star Wars fans because she's kind of like I said, the first female and a Jedi character that's been front and center, uh, even before Rey. That's why when Rey first came out and there were a lot of people that said, oh, she's the first Jedi, I was kind of like, oh man, you know, they gotta they gotta go back and watch the Clone Wars and Rebel. So yeah. You know, but um but yeah, I think she's had a huge impact on not only the female fans, but on the fans overall, because to the female fans, they're kind of seeing someone they can relate to for the first time front and center like that, uh, being given a lead role in the franchise that they love. And I think that she's had an impact on other fans as well, because she's really um, she's really changed and impact, impacted um, the most important, arguably, Star Wars character that there is, which is Anakin Skywalker slash Darth Vader. And so those fans get to see how she has changed him. And she has really allowed us to see Anakin in a different light as well from the role of master, you know, and before that we were kind of mostly seeing him in the role of Padawan with Obi-Wan. So she's kind of, she's challenged him in different ways and I think has kind of uh, affected his character's overall journey. So the other Star Wars fans, I think have appreciated seeing that as well. So overall, she's just been a really good addition to the franchise. And um, I think she's had a good impact on the community overall. No, bang on. I think I think my brother said that she she is the most important character in Star Wars. Yeah, uh, which is high praise for um, for Ahsoka. Um, I guess that kind of wraps up the Ahsoka chat. Um, and finally, I just wanted to say thank you so very much for coming on and and talking Ahsoka. It's been eye opening to me to just get that passion for the character, and I've loved hearing about as somebody who doesn't cosplay um, and wouldn't know where to start. It's so cool to hear. The stories of cosplay you you meet and like who like the stories behind it oh i just happened to meet ashley Eckstein and she said i'd look really cool i mean I'd, okay i kind of expected you to say do you know what i just thought one day i just fancied dressing up as a soaker i didn't expect <laughs> that so thank you so much for coming on and giving your time tonight 
Thank you so much for having me. This was honestly so much fun. And I, I hardly noticed that it was an hour already. I, I feel like I could talk to you forever. I feel like we're, we're at a coffee shop or something, you know? It, it's been See? a lot of fun. So we'll get that galactic coffee and we'll keep going on about Ahsoka. Um, we've mentioned your uh, socials on YouTube. If the peop- if the guys and girls listening want to find you, and if they don't, then they should, where can everyone find you all over the internet? Um, thank you. Um, so so my YouTube channel name is Ahsoka Tano Fan, and then I'm on Instagram, which is at underscore Ahsoka Tano Fan, and then it's the same for Twitter as well, at underscore Ahsoka Tano Fan. Sweet. We'll link to those in the episode description. Go check it out. Go check out the final few uh, Mandalorian recaps as well, because uh, if they're anything like the last few, they're going to be boss. Uh, what actually? What are your plans like post Mando? Because like you said, you kind of started with Clone Wars. You've done, you've, you're doing the Mando reactions. What are your plans for the channel when come the end of December when <laughs> Mando's over? I know it went by so fast too, right? Um, like just yesterday, we we're waiting for the trailer to drop. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I, I think once, once the Mandalorian ends, I'll probably be, I'll probably be doing videos that kind of, um, maybe have like a look back at the season and different things that were revealed to us, what we learned. Um, I may also do potentially a Clone Wars rewatch and, um, also Rebels. And I might also have fun with it too. I might do like, um, little fun mini shoots maybe with like my family or something like that in costume and cosplay um, and kind of just see where it goes from there. Sweet. Well, Ahsoka Tano fan on YouTube, go check it out, go subscribe uh, and go watch the videos upcoming and go support as well. Thank you so much for coming on once again and giving your time. And I hope you all enjoy the insight into the world of the Ahsoka Tano fan. Go and support ATF across the socials. Thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Star Wars Sessions Extra. You know you can find us online, Twitter at Star Wars Session, without an S at the end. Instagram, Star Wars Sessions. We're on Facebook. We're everywhere. You can find a podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Deezer, TuneIn, something with Owl in it. We are there if you want to hear more of us. We're also on YouTube as well, audio only, uh, and a couple of videos including our recent Uh, BBC national slash global news appearance to discuss the sad passing of uh, Darth Vader himself, Dave Prowse. So thank you everyone for listening. Thank you again ATF for coming on. But until next time from me, see ya. (laughs) 